What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of But That's Just Me. I am your host, Trone, and welcome to episode 12. We have made it to episode 12. Now, thank you for everyone that have been listening so far. Thank you for everyone who watched the video, and I have an announcement concerning the video. So from this point on and just for the time being, I will not be doing video. I want to make sure I'm giving you guys great quality with the video. I don't want to just, you know, be sitting here talking on camera and not giving you anything else to visually engage in. So I'm going to hold off on the video just for the time being, but I will still be producing weekly audio of But That's Just Me. So without further ado, let's get into it. So this week we played four games. We went two and two in those games. Uh, right now, currently, we are sitting. So technically, we're sitting at a 21-19 and 19 record. But our last game that we played, which was against Phoenix, I will be diving into that game on next week's episode. Uh, so this game, I'll just be talking about the previous four games that we had, which were against Denver, Utah, the Clippers, and the Lakers. So for the sake of this episode, we are sitting at 20-19. and 19. Just based off of uh, based off of what we did in this week, so right now Lee and our team in points is Bam Adebayo. He has uh, overtaken Jimmy Butler <laughs> in the points category, and that could be mostly because of availability. Jimmy has been in and out of the lineup. Bam has missed a few games, but he's been more so consistent. And uh, in three of these last four games that he played, he had you know thirty plus points. So that helps his overall point per game, points per game. So Bam is leading us in points at 21.8. Bam is also leading us in rebounds at 9.9. In assists, we have Kyle Lowry at 5.7. In blocks, we have Bam at 0.8. And with steals, we still have Jimmy at 2.2. I don't really anticipate that changing unless uh, Victor Oladipo starts really finding his groove, which is what it looks like he's been doing. Um, he's definitely getting back into game shape, being the Victor Oladipo who we're used to seeing and the one that we re-signed, you know, in the offseason. So uh, congrats to all of those guys that are uh, leading our team. Bam leading the team in three of the five categories. I love to see that. Um, I think Bam is is definitely going to be he, – he, he seems like he's turning into – the player, and I know earlier, you know, I named two episodes after him because he was on an absolute tear, uh, but he looks like he's trying to round into that person again, and we want to keep a close eye on that. We want to, you know, continue to support him and everything, so shout out to Bam Adebayo, and speaking of that, our BTJM VP of the week is Bam Adebayo. As I mentioned, in three of the last four games, he scored over 20 points in two of those games. He had 10 plus rebounds, which is the you guys know, like you guys that's been listening, you know how I feel about Bam and his rebounding and kind of how I feel about big men in general in their rebounding. I don't mind a big man that shoots the ball a lot. I don't mind a big man that wants to dribble the ball and take the ball up the court. But when it comes down to doing big man things, catching rebounds, defending the paint, uh, stopping just easy shots at the basket. That's what I like to see personally because I'm not the tallest person in the world, but typically when I play pickup basketball, 
I am the big man just by default. Uh, I don't know why that happens or whatever, but I am the big man by default. So I play like a big man. I like to catch rebounds. I like to defend in the paint. I like to shoot layups and do hook shots. Like that's my game. That's what I enjoy doing. So to see other big men doing that, I appreciate it. So back to Bam, who is, you know, currently our um leading us in rebounds. I think he can he can he can definitely up that. Like I've talked about it episode after episode after episode. And he can he can definitely up that. So I, I don't really, you know, understand what the disconnect is, but you know, we'll 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 support him. We'll give him that support. So shouts out to Bam for being our BTJ MVP of the week. You deserve it. Let's keep up the good work. So for injuries, we have Omayer at seven. He's still out. Uh, and Duncan Robinson, he's out for the foreseeable future. I want to say about a few weeks that he'll be out. Uh, he had surgery on his finger. And, you know, well wishes. Get well soon. We want to see you back on the court. And speaking of Duncan Robinson, he recently broke the three-point record for the Miami Heat. So let's give him a round of applause. He broke the three-point record. Um, for three-pointers, we know what Duncan is capable of. Last year, he had a down year, and, you know, it's, everybody's all trade him, trade him, blah, 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 blah. But he was still able to break records. He's still hitting threes, and I don't know if if the finger that's been bothering him, I don't know if that's been impacting his shooting. We'll see when he gets back. I don't necessarily think it's been impacting his shooting, but we'll definitely see when we get back. But, you know, shout-out to Duncan Robinson. Get well soon. Uh, we want to see you back on the court. So let's get into these games. Uh, the first game, you know, of the week that we had was against Denver. That was a loss, 124-119. Tyler, he led the way in points and rebounds, which baffles me. And that's nothing against Tyler Hero. Like, I love Tyler Hero. I want him to be as aggressive as he's being. But we have players that are taller that play the big man position other than Tyler Hero. So him leading us in rebounds, kind of crazy. He had 26 and 10. He was balling. He was the only player of the night who had double-digit rebounds, which cannot happen. And all of our, like all of our players played. So him getting double-digit rebounds ties into everything I say about Bam Adebayo. Even though, you know, he deserves the accolades that he gets on this show and he deserves the accolades that he gets in real life. But he should always lead our team in rebounds just because of his motor. And I kind of have a theory as to why he isn't consistently our leader in rebounds, but I'll get into that just a bit later. So Tyler, his 26 and 10, um, only player tonight, double digit rebounds. Uh, Gabe and Kyle Lowry. I'm going to talk about Kyle Lowry later. But Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, our point guards, had six points in total. That's not going to work playing against other teams. Like, we we see what the point guards in this league can do. And if you guys are going to be our point guards, we get it. You're trying to set the team up. You want to be a playmaker and everything. But sometimes we need you to score. And giving us three points is not going to get us to where we need to go. So... They each had three points. Eight players on the Denver Nuggets were in double digits. So clearly, we weren't playing defense. And that's been a theme this entire year. 
us not playing defense, us not consistently producing the scorers that we need to produce. And that's our downfall. We're letting teams pretty much do whatever we want with whatever they want. Sorry, we're letting teams do whatever they want. And that's definitely going to tie in into that Laker game that we played this week. But we have to ramp up the defense. It's it's sometimes it, it hits and you can see like, okay, yeah, these guys care about playing defense. And it shows we're a night and day basketball team when we're playing defense as opposed to us not playing defense. Uh, so eight players in double digits should not be happening. Um, we need to work on our, our defense. And we kind of did that in our next game, which was against the Utah Jazz, who have been they've been a surprise, to say the least. Um, I, they have been struggling a bit recently, but overall, they've been a surprise. We like I mentioned last episode, everyone expected them to just fold once they traded Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. But. They did the complete opposite. They have Laurie Markkinen, who's killing. I think he just had like 49 points the other night. Um, you know, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. So I knew this would be a good game, good competitive game, and that's exactly what it was. We had Bam Adebayo, who led us with 32 points. That started his his three back-to-back-to-back games with 30 points. So we had Bam, who had 32 points. We had Tyler, who had 29. We had Oladipo, who had 23. See the theme? When we score and play defense, we can easily win games. Tyler, he led us in rebounding again. And as I mentioned earlier, that's no knock to Tyler because he's just playing the game that's coming to him. But him leading us in rebounding is... It should happen, but we have other capable players who should be doing it on a more consistent basis, i.e. Bam Adebayo. But like I said, I have a theory for that with Bam, and I'll discuss that a little bit later. But Tyler, he had a great game, and not only did he have a great game, he hit the game-winning shot. Um, By now, everyone's seen the video. It was the last game of the year. I want to say in the NBA, the last game of 2022. And by the way, Happy New Year's to everyone. Happy New Year's. Um, I know you probably heard it a thousand times already, but it's coming from me and the pod so happy new year's to everyone but tyler he hit the last shot of 2022 he inbounded the ball took it all the way down coast to coast hit a one foot three-pointer buzzer beater ended up winning the game 126 123 and we know that jimmy is our closer in terms of i would say jimmy's our closer in terms of uh When we're in crunch time, so about maybe five minutes or less, he can get us those points that we need to get to the finish line. Our game-winning person, though, is clearly Tyler Hero. He This is his second game-winner, I believe, of the season, and I love it. If he, if he wants to take those shots at the end of the game every time, take those shots at the end of the game every time. He's proven that he can make those shots, and I think he started proving that when he was – hitting those those buzzer beaters at the end of quarters. And now it's translating into him hitting those buzzer beaters at the end of games, which, you know, we're keeping the game close, so we we like to be in that position, and we appreciate being in that position. So, shouts out to Tyler. The, the shot was amazing, nothing but net. 
we 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 love to see that from Tyler Hero, um, our forty million dollar man. So after that game, you know, against Utah, we visited the Los Angeles Clippers, who we had you know beat earlier this season. We played the Los Angeles Clippers, and last week I mentioned that uh, Paul George and Kawhi they were finally healthy. Paul George played, but Kawhi didn't play. Um, I I think he's like taking off back to backs, or he's you know. He's low manager. We we know what Kawhi brings to the table. He's low manager. But Bam, once again, our leading scorer, 31 and 13 rebounds. 31 points, 13 rebounds. That can be consistent. Games like that show what Bam is capable of in totality. 13 rebounds. Is amazing. I don't think that's his career high in rebounds, but that's amazing. If we can consistently get those type of numbers to give ourselves chances to uh, limit the other team from getting offensive rebounds, we'll be in a great position. Wonderful position. He was. He had a mismatch. You know, he was being guarded by um by Zubac, but that's fine. You you get into those mismatch situations. You take advantage of the situation. I don't care who's on the court. I don't care if they put the John Wall on Bam Adebayo. You dominate the paint like you've been doing. And Bam's mid-range is, oh, my, great. That's what I like to see. Nice mid-range shot, pretty much unstoppable. He makes them all. So that shows to me that he doesn't only have to depend on being within two feet of the rim. He can, you know, expand his range a little bit. And I'm not saying that I, I necessarily want him to start shooting threes because I don't think we necessarily need that at this moment. Well, I know we don't need that at this moment because we have other capable three-point shooters, but those mid-ranges to where he can bring his man, which is typically the other center on the other team, bringing his man out. So in the event that he does miss, we have our Tyler Heroes, Jimmy Butler's, Caleb Martins, getting the offensive rebound and giving us another chance to score. So, games like that is what I love to see out of Bam. Playing defense, which we did, because even though Kawhi wasn't playing the, the Clippers, they still have a very capable team. Like, they have scorers on their team. So, especially with Paul George, like, he, you know, from his injury, he's been playing like the old Paul George. And I'm not even a Paul George fan, uh, to be honest. But this goes back to the Indiana series where we were playing them all those years and everybody was hyping him up. Like he was, you know, supposed to be the second coming, but he's not. So, so, um, and, and this year, like the Clippers, they're, they're not great. They're not a, a super great team, but based off of what, who they are and what their expectations have been, you know, that's a great win. That's a great win for us. We won 110 to 100. Great win. Bam played great. And that's, that's mainly what stuck out to me on that game was Bam getting his rebounds because you know how I feel about Bam Adebayo and his rebounding. I want it to happen all the time. And that led us into our last game of the week that we're going to talk about, which was against the Los Angeles Lakers. Last episode, the last game that we won was against the Lakers, and LeBron played. This game, LeBron was out due to illness, non-COVID-like symptoms. He was out during during uh due to illness. Bam dropped 30, had 13 rebounds. 
you would think that would result in a win. It did not. We lost 112 to 109. Jimmy tried to hit the the last shot to to uh tie the game up to send it to overtime. He missed. Which I, I'm not mad at per se. Not mad that he missed the shot. I'm mad at the way the Heat played. They played like they didn't want to be there. They played like they didn't want to play that particular Lakers team. And granted, they probably got up for LeBron to play LeBron to try to beat LeBron, especially from what they did to us in the finals in the bubble. But they looked like they didn't want to play. They looked like they were just like, well, LeBron's not playing, so we'll just give a mediocre-like performance. And it showed. Dennis Schroeder and Russell Westbrook, like them moving Russell Westbrook to the to the bench was probably the best move to keep him on the Lakers and to keep everybody off his back and off their back. He was killing. He had 20, I think I'm going to say he had 21 points, but Dennis Schroeder was getting everything. Everything that he that he wanted, he was getting. He was driving to the rim. There was nobody there to guard him. Getting past our point guards that was supposed to be guarding him with ease. No issues. Driving to the rim, getting layups, getting M1s, hitting three-pointers, doing what I think they expected him to do when they signed him. And, you know, that that was a, a good win for the Lakers because we know their struggles throughout the season. And a good win for them without LeBron James, who's been killing this season the GOAT, and I stand by that, but the way we played showed that we look like the type of team that's like, oh, okay, well, we can switch it on when we want and when we don't want, and you you can't do that. You're not able to do that in today's NBA. You can't switch it on and turn it off whenever you feel like it because you're going to end up in a situation like that where you lose to the bench players, and I mean, granted, one of those bench players, uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, for sure, Hall of Famer. So you you can't go into games expecting the W because the other team's best players aren't playing because Anthony Davis is still out. So their best players are not playing, especially when you just beat them a week ago with their best player. So we know we can beat that team. But we just decided to not beat the team. And now I can talk about what I've been alluding to with Bam Adebayo and why I don't think... Because in that game, honestly, Bam Adebayo looked... He looked like he was taken out of the game in terms of getting, getting his rebounds. And he had 13. But in some possessions... He looked like he was just taken out of it. And I think, you know, we we praise Bam because he can guard positions one through five with ease. Like, we, we know that. He should have a couple of defensive player of the years, but that's just me. So, because he can play positions one through five, I think that when the other team is taking the shots and he's switching off of those those other players he's switching off of his man to go guard other people 
we he's not he can't get back in time. He he's not able to get back in time to guard or to catch those rebounds, which is probably why like which probably turn um is the reason that Tyler Hero is getting the amount of rebounds that he's getting because if Bam is switching off to Tyler's player and he has his person that's supposed to be guarding him kind of following him once once the team other team shoots Tyler is there to to get those open rebounds which like I said I don't fault Tyler for that but I think because Bam is playing you know 1 through 5 essentially it's preventing him from always being under the rim to catch rebounds and I don't I'm not I can't say I'm I'm upset with that but I am because I think Bam could be doing so much more for the team. And you don't, you know, it's a team sport. Miami is one of those teams that play a team style of basketball. But sometimes you need to be selfish. You need to be that guy. We've seen Jimmy do it a bunch of times. We've seen Tyler do it a bunch of times. Um, we saw Kyle Lowry doing it when Jimmy and Bam were out earlier in the season. So we know what the team can be capable of of doing. So we we lost that game and that wrapped up our two and two week, which could have gone better, but we can't be winning games and losing games and flip flopping and doing all of this and doing all of that. Because that's not gonna help us in the standings. Like we're getting down to it. We're getting down to, to the important parts of the season. Um we only have a couple of maybe like maybe like three and a half months left of the season, maybe. So we really do need to start tightening it up. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we got a good win against Phoenix, but I will definitely be going more in depth on that game next episode. Um, and I also have special guest K Smith. He'll be joining the pod again uh, because, you know, his team is Brooklyn. But I'll, I'll talk about that just a little bit later. So um, now we move into the but that's just me moment of the week. But that's just me moment of the week. But that's just me moment of the week. Kyle Lowry, it might be time to go. Um, I respect, and this is coming from somebody, you know, Kyle got his own episode and everything. So it kind of pains me <laughs> to come to this realization, but it might be time for Kyle to go. He's, he definitely got in better shape this season. And he he showed earlier this season what he was capable of doing when we needed him to do it when we needed him to do it, but he's playing like, oh, I only want to pass the ball. That's all I want to do. I want to pass the ball and play a little bit of defense. No, we don't need you doing that. These couple of games, he had like three points one game, six points the other game, nine points the other game single digits points per game, you're our starting point guard. We need you to play like a point guard, especially in today's league where some of the most talented scorers play the point guard position. So if you're not stopping those other players playing point guard, but you're also not scoring the ball, what are you on the, on the court for? It's getting crazy. 
we might have to end up switching it up, getting a younger point guard who does look to score the ball. I've been seeing rumors and everything about D'Angelo Russell. I'm personally not really sold on D'Angelo Russell, to be completely honest. I've never really liked him as a player or liked his game, but I felt that same way about Kyle Lowry before he joined. And when he came in, I thought he he his mentality, like he has a better mentality fit for the Miami Heat than I think D'Angelo Russell does. But at the very least, we know of D'Angelo Russell that he's going to try to score the ball. He might not be the greatest playmaker, but he's going to try to score. And I don't think we necessarily need the, the playmaker at point guard, even though technically that is the, in their job description. But based off of today's game and how you need to play in today's NBA, we need somebody that's going to score. If you're not going to give us the defense to stop the other point guard, at least try to go point for point with him. Don't don't just leave him out there to do whatever they want to do. So, it, it, and it pains me, and I don't know if this is going to happen, um, but we it might be time to get rid of Kyle Lowry. No, I, I changed that. It is time to get Kyle Lowry, get rid of Kyle Lowry. And if he ends up turning it around, I'm wrong. But that's just how I feel. But that's just me. And along with Kyle Lowry, might have to might needing to get out of this out of the, the team, Dwayne Dedman. I've mentioned in earlier episodes how I've liked Dwayne Dedman. I've seen like you know the slander that he gets online, and I was never really understanding what everyone was talking about. But that game against the Lakers, specifically the play where one of the Lakers laid the ball up, they missed. He caught the rebound, thought he got fouled. The whistle didn't blow. He thought he got fouled, held the ball in his hand. Kyle Lowry standing right in front of him asking for the ball. He held the ball in his hand to argue with the ref while the game is still in play. And the Lakers stole the ball from him. After they stole the ball from him, he fouled the player driving to lay the ball up. He tried to take a charge, but ended up fouling him. What are you doing? Why are you complaining to the ref about stuff that doesn't matter? You got the rebound. Give it to your point guard so he can set something up or possibly score himself. But no. You decide the best thing to do is argue with the referee while the game is still in play, holding the ball and got it stolen. That's unacceptable. And I don't know why Spo isn't playing Orlando Robinson more. Like, we've seen what he can be capable of. He obviously needs more reps. But he's not going to get that if you're deciding to play Dwayne Dedman, who's not even playing hard. But you're deciding to put him in over Orlando Robinson. And that's the problem that Spo has. Like, he likes to – he's very stuck in his ways. And if he sees something going well, he will keep it that way until he has absolutely no choice but to, you know, move on to somebody else. But seriously, Dwayne Dedman, that that play 
pissed me off and pretty much showed me what everybody was talking about, you know, online and the different Miami Heat groups. And shouts out to y'all. But that Lakers game, we should have won that game. We made silly mistakes like that Dwayne Dedman play. We made silly mistakes where we were letting Dennis Schroeder do whatever it is that he wanted to do. We need to fix that up. Trade deadline is going to happen next month in February. And we need to start looking. We need to start get get the ball rolling, making some changes. Um, if I had to pick players that I wanted to leave the team right now, right in this moment, it would have to be Kyle Lowry and Dwayne Dedman. And we can like find other players that are, or at least find a player that's complimentary to Bam. Somebody that can stretch the floor, let Bam play the four, get somebody else to play the five, get rebounds, stretch the floor. But we're not getting that now. You know, all the reports and the rumors are going around, which is great. But we need to actually see some action. <clears throat> so, Kyle Lowry, Dwayne Dedman needs to be off this team. And you might not agree, but that's just me. So that was our but that's just me moment of the week. I stand by that. And I hope I'm proven wrong <laughs> at some point. But as it, as it stands right now, as it looks right now, I won't be. So for our next, you know, few games that we have coming up, we have uh, we, we played Phoenix. And like I said, I'll get I'll talk about that on the next episode. We have the Brooklyn Nets coming up who've been playing amazing. I think they're like 13 and one or something in their last 14 games. Uh, they've been playing amazing. They, they're healthy. <laughs> they've been balling out. KD and Kyrie balling out. Um, and like I said, K Smith will be on next week's episode to talk about his Brooklyn Nets because we play them. <laughs> we have that game coming up. So I'm, I'm thinking we get the win in that game. We, typically have Brooklyn's number. I'm thinking we get the win against them. And when we do, I'll talk my trash. It's going to be a good conversation. After that, we have OKC. Uh, I'm not sure if Shea Kildress Alexander came back yet, but he, he, he was out. But with him out, they beat Boston, a fully healthy Boston team, put 150 on their head. So... Anything can happen against OKC. And to wrap it up, wrap up that week, we have the Milwaukee Bucks, who they just lost to Charlotte. So, you know, Charlotte's one of the one of the the the, the worst teams. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. This this next crop of games is definitely a toss up. I, I feel like we should go you know, 4-0, and counting that Phoenix game that we won. I feel like we should go 4-0 and this week, but we have to play like we want to go 4-0. and We have to put the work in like we want to go 4-0. and We have to play defense like we want to go 4-0, and especially against Brooklyn because, like I said, KD and Kyrie, cooking. And not only do I just want them to beat Brooklyn, you know, just to improve their record, but bragging rights. I want those bragging rights, especially on next week's episode. Definitely want those bragging rights. But, you know, 
we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, so that was this week's episode. Um, I look forward to, you know, chatting with you guys next week's episode. Like I said, you know, I, I do have some ideas coming just on where I want to take the, the pod and the brand for, but that's just me. And I, I will be working on that just to make sure I'm giving you guys quality content every time that I drop. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching the, the the video that was put out on our YouTube channel. But that's just me. Make sure you guys are continuing to visit the website, btjmpod.com, where you can find all the episodes that have come out. All the episodes on your favorite DSPs, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. So, you know, we 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 appreciate you. I appreciate you. Look forward to hearing uh, talking to you guys next week. Y'all stay safe, stay blessed. Once again, Happy New Year. Peace.